0: G'day folks, it's the coach here. Welcome to another special edition. We are talking all about The Living City, Cities of Sigma, my personal favorite book of all time. And what we're going to be doing is exploring one of the allegiances or one of the cities uh, in the book. And my special guest straight out of Delaware, uh, one of the many basement wargamers, Uh, an author, an overall legend, uh, been absolutely slaying it with uh, The Living City, so I thought there was no better person to come on the show. It is John Rocco, or Rocco, your boy. How are you, good sir? Oh
1: my God, with that introduction, I could just faint. You're just too many compliments. You're too nice, Anthony. It's so great to be here. I'm excited to talk about what I've been doing with this.
0: So for, for anyone who doesn't know you, Rocco, you
1: are an author.
0: You've written an amazing book about you uh, almost dying from um, from a bat, not from Corona, not from no. Wuhan. Uh, no. This is many, many years before that. Oh, my but, God. Uh, you are a, a notorious living city player. You've uh, mm-hmm. cracked the secret sauce. Yeah. Um, what else do we need to know about you, good sir? How long have you played Wuhan before?
1: So I played Warhammer starting from when I was actually about 11 until I played through middle school into high school. And I was that kid that would go around to, like, the game shop and be like, wow, this is great. And I get into the lore and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, come up, have a game. And then I kick the crap out of an adult. Like, oh, okay, ooh, ooh, okay, the kid knows. We're not taking it easy. And I first got into, actually, The Empire, one of your first love. Yep. Yeah. It was a, a talibime list for me, too. I loved the... Uh, I loved the paint scheme. Ah. I loved it. And I had like most of my list was actually nightly orders. And then I had some nice state trips backing them up and the handguns. Because at that point they were a longer range and better than the crossbows. And there was those rules for like half distance to get better randage. I was in it. And then my true love, because I love um, all of Tolkien's work. And I my favorite book is probably The Children of Hera and um, cause I just love Wood Elves and Elves of every flavor. They um, it was like late fifth, early sixth edition Fantasy Battles that they redid the Wood Elves, and I got the Battalion box and I was hooked. And I'm like, oh, this is great, this is good. I ended up going to college and I couldn't take all my stuff with me. That's what happens to a lot of people. And you know, you fall out the hobby a little bit. And about two years ago, and that with like a. God, probably like an eight, ten year gap, but we don't talk about that. Um, I, I was actually here in Delaware. My wife was taking um, a licensing exam, and down the street from where we were staying was a Warhammer store. And I'm like, oh my god, this could be great. You know, we ended up moving to Delaware. This could be a whole new thing. This would be right where we we would be living. We can get right into this hobby. And she was a big fantasy nerd lover of it all, too. But she, she was a little bit tempted about it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get into 40K. I did that first originally. And we get into the story, and she sees the big cutout of the Stormcast warrior woman with the hammer up, going bashing down on people. She's like, that. I want that. I'm like, OK, cool. They've got a starter box. We can do that. And then she's like, oh, no, I love Nighthaunt. I'm like, OK. So what's OK? I guess I get the Stormcast. And that's what started me in for a year. And then what got me into Cities of Sigmar was I had actually just won a tournament with my Stormcast, and one of the prizes for it was a book. Which here it is. It's like, a wait. good book. That's a really. Oh. It's probably the best prize you
0: could ever ask for. Forget the Forge World trophies. That is just twenty-four carat sol, solid
1: gold. Oh my god! And then it's like, listen, hey, do you want an army that combines your love of the Empire, Wood Elves, and your Stormcast? You ended up loving. Yeah, sold. Hundred percent. That's it. I want it. I took my story. I even beat a Scaven player for it. It was he had the meta army. I didn't then. And then I just kind of keep that little bit of a chip on my shoulder with this because I'm like, I want my stuff to work. I want to be unique. And this book has so much stuff. So much, and I love it. It's uh, it's it's not
0: just one book. It's it's uh, it's obviously A City's a Sigma book. You've got a Stormcast book. For oh The Living God. City, you've got Sylvaneth. So it's essentially mm-hmm. three battle tomes in one. Then yeah. you've got your allies as well. Then yeah. you've got Go Trek. Um, oh, my God. That it's a pretty a remarkable before. book. And I think this is kind of why I wanted to do this episode. So uh, we yep. could drill in a little bit deeper. So most people who have kind of gone over as reviews, they haven't been able to go deep diving because – Hell, my faction focus for just generally the was like four hours and we were only skimming the surface. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. should be a good discussion purely about the living city. Yep. What does it do? What makes it work? Um, you've been kind to provide me uh, an army list so we can kind of look at how you build around it. You can kind of talk through yep. that methodology and the thinking and the applying of the allegiance stuff into that list. Um, because it's not the one that people are talking about. People are talking about Hello Heart. People yep. are starting to talk about Tempest Eye and um, mm. and Hammerhall. Um, very few people are talking about the Living City, um, mm. which is funny because you know one of the key strengths is movement, and it has all the movement. So maybe this is a, this is a good time to start. What is it good at? What what are the strengths of the book? And then uh, we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper into the meth- into like the, the, the allegiance stuff, but like at a high right. level. Oh, yeah. What does this do better than
1: the other cities? This is your movement shenanigans cities. People are like, oh, Tempest Eye, you can move up three extra inches. You get the extra save. You can do some running stuff. But what Living City is so much better because we get to put half of our stuff in ambush. For each unit that's down on the table, you get to put another one off into the trees. They're just waiting there to jump somebody. So that doesn't count for Shadow Warriors who get deployed off table to start with. So that won't count as a drop. So if you got someone trying to be cheeky and they're like, oh, shadow warriors first, like still got a way to put something in an ambush. But here's, what's really good about that too. When you can, when you combine that with our command ability, that at the end of the shooting phase, you get to spend a command point and move something that has already shot. You're setting up ambushes straight out of the short stories. It's, you know, you're surrounding everybody. You're blasting away. You can set up all your shooting. People can't screen for shooting. You can't screen 24 inches for free guild crossbows you can't screen for 30 inches of long strike raptors if you want you're shooting over that or if you want you can just put in a bunch of shooting blow up the screen and then move again what what would have been where the screen was it hit something juicy you know it also gives you the ability say you already popped your ambush you're out there you have a unit that fights and shoots you move them; their max range, even just a little bit within range. Shoot with the guy. You don't have to hit anything. You don't have to kill anything. Mm. You just had to shoot. Then you move them again; they get double movement, and you're just flying across the board.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. We're, and then we're going to get into the secret source, like uh, like you just talking about that alone. Mm. I think about some of the combat monsters, like uh, for example, Drycha or Alarial or, um, or Derfu, oh, yeah. who are you know, being brought into Cities of Sigma, they all have a shooting attack as well as their combat monsters. So, you know, even yep. just looking at your army and saying, well, my black dragon can can shoot and it can charge, and and, and and it's good in combat. Yep. Um, what else do I have that allows me to take advantage and then absolutely wreck face and destroy a flank to, to take it off the side of the board so that mm-hmm. um, a, a KO or a Zench don't delete it uh, at the start yep. of the game. You know, how do I stretch out uh, an Iron Jaws army that wants to kind of flood the board and charge you in turn one, but you're not there.
1: Yeah, you're not there. So they don't know where you're coming from. You don't
0: know where you're coming from, right? So if someone yep. kind of goes super aggressive, then you can kind of exploit the flank and jump from the other side, oh, capture yeah. the objective, and maybe they don't have the speed or, you know, you're able to manipulate the board um, and and mess up their plans, which is which is pretty exciting. It's uh, probably feels a little bit 40K-ish, but it's not. It is It is taking advantage of the board, and yep. it makes people think a little bit differently, which I think is really cool.
1: Yep. There is one caveat. When you come in from Ambush, you do have to be within six inches of a table edge. So they have kind of an idea where you're coming from. But in a lot of battle plans that we can talk about with more strengths, too, with how it could be like Battle for the Path with that weird deployment, they can't screen out everything. The deployment barely comes to the, the, so they can get their backboard edge. Yeah, sure. Then they're not all up front to try to grab objectives. You play the mental game with them. You win it. They going to push all this stuff up. Like I played um, against the Stormcast Army. That's too elite to be able to screen. It even had a Go Trek in it. I'm like, well, you know, here I am. I'm in your back line. You can't move up the board now because I can get four points. And it's, you get a lot of tools with it. Yeah. And, and it's cool, right? Because you can, you can
0: do anything, right? You can do something small, yep. small based. You could take your 25 mil bases and have a, cool. a line of handgunners or a line of crossbowmen mm-hmm. or wild watchers or iron drakes. You could take you could a large a base. Watch. Um, you could do a large base. You could take things like Huracanums, luminars. Mm-hmm. You could take things like, you know, gyrocopters and like, like, yep. you know, you have got to think about what's likely to be able to fit in your um, six inch line. Um, yeah because there might be terrain that blocks it. There could be armies. You just mm. got to think about that. And um, there'll be somewhere on the board that you can kind of, you know, you kind of bring together. But oh, yeah. um, I, might, I might bring up the rules and I'd love to explore a little bit what it does and kind of I'm, I'm going to pretend that I'm a new player reading this book and I'm like, mm. right, this is what I get for being Cities of Sigma, living cities. What do I get? And you know, maybe you can put some some experience or some caveats on this to explain a little bit more about how you you look at the, the, the world.
1: Oh, it'd be my pleasure.
0: So first things first is that you know, um, I'm um, the Living City is a is an army that is tied to one of the realms. So in Malaya yep. Sorcery, Three, um, we've got eight realms seven of selectable, one is not selectable. Mm. Um, and you've got the Living City coming from Gairan. Yep. What does
1: that mean to you? That means to me, I get some really cool artifacts to get overlooked, like Garopian Gauntlets for a six-inch pylon. You know that can be amazing. Say you go and charge multiple units with some of the things we can talk later, with uh, with different artifacts on one hero. You've got two combat heroes. You're like, you know what? I can get that six-inch pylon to pile through what died. I'm hitting all kinds of things. I'm I'm moving crazy. And there's also healing artifacts that can go and help you up, come up a bracket if you're a big monster as well. It's great.
0: So it means that basically to drill that down a little bit further, it means that I have artifacts that are specific to me in the Living City. And then I've also got uh, assuming where you're playing is playing with Malign Sorcery, which most events and most um, tournaments will play with. Yeah. Um. at least with the artifacts, it means I'm going to have 12 additional artifacts that could be combat or utility-based. So I know Gaia Strike, for example, is a very popular one, but it's yeah. not the only good artifact. So it looks like, you know, I re- can really beef things up and try to take advantage Um. of, of you know, d- whatever build I want to build.
1: And again, forgive me, I you know, I joke and say that I like playing with my Misfit toys. You know, that's why I'm like, oh, everyone knows... G-. Guy or strike, everyone knows it. What's something else? Which is why I like those gauntlets. It, may,
0: it makes you think a little bit differently. Um, yes. And once you've experienced an army who can pile in six inches, uh, it sure. does change the game as well. So uh, I, I like that call out. But just mm-hmm. no, long story short, there's more yep. artifacts to choose from. Yep. Second thing you get is that you are the city wargroves, and essentially what yeah. it does is that you can include Sylvaneth units. So one in every four of your units can be a Sylvaneth unit. Now, the Sylvaneth unit gains the Cities of Sigma keyword, uh, as well as the Living City keyword. Yes. Break that down. What does that mean to me?
1: So what that means is, so for every four units, and this includes also the Stormcast that come native in the book. So you can have two units of Free Guild Guard, a Stormcast unit, and then a Sylvaneth unit coming in. That's your Durrthu, that's your Trichor, that's your Illarial. And it gives you so much flexibility because you can draw from all three books. You know, a living city's army should, none of them will ever look the same because there are just so many options. You know, do you like Tree Revenants with their teleporting? Do you like Fulminators for their three damage on the charge? Do you like Durthu coming in with his big freaking sword, shooting coming in with the six damage? Do you like L'Ariel who can't fit in the... um? The uh, the ambushing because their base is too big, but with their flying move, it's like a thirty inch range I think with their shooting attack and then move again. You don't need it. You really don't need it. She's killing whatever you put her into.
0: She can bring in a unit, a free unit as well. Bring a, yeah. you know, a unit of Kurnoff Hunters or Dryads yep. as well.
1: Yeah, or or a Tree Lord too. You want another big? Mo- you want a monster mash this up, man? You go for it. Yeah, that's neat. So
0: it's probably really good uh, worth calling out as well, is that uh, on top of the cities of Sigma abilities, which is the retinue, which is, you know, generating a command point on a four plus, being able to bounce mortal wounds off your general. uh, If there's a unit of 20 or less models uh, that you tie themselves to, um, there is the one in every four uh, can be a Stormcast unit as well. And much like the Stormcast unit, it's not an ally. So Your Sylvaneth and your Stormcast don't have to be allies, which means you're not restricted to 400 points. Mm -hmm. You want to bring in a a, a Celestine Prime and you want to bring in um, Durthu, cool, do it. It's well over 400 points, but you can because they are technically a living cities. You just got to follow that one in every four. So really, you could do it in such a way that two units come from Cities of Sigma, one's a Stormcast, one's a Sylvaneth. You're meeting your one in every four in all of those scenarios.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself, and I just tried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did. You, tr- you did it very well, but but I think the allies as well is probably a good call-out yeah. for some people might think that you're restricted to their allies. Yep. All right. uh, sweet. What else do we get for this? Uh, we get this rule that you've kind of spoken and alluded to already, which is the hunters mm-hmm. of the hidden paths. So instead of setting up a living cities unit on the battlefield, you place it to the side and say that it is in the hidden paths as a reserved unit. You get to pick one reserved unit as a hidden path uh, on the battlefield. Uh, so basically at the end of your movement phase, uh, you select one or more of these units on the battlefield, wholly within uh, six inches of the edge of the battlefield and more than nine in uh, from an enemy. Uh, the Any reserved units from the hidden paths that are not set up on the battlefield by the fourth turn are destroyed.
1: Yep. Nice and straightforward. This is our deep striking, like Stormcast, like Night Haunt. Except we are restricted to a board edge. But again, with all of the what will be coming up in the command ability, we have such movement, we don't care that we're restricted to a board edge. That makes this balanced by restricting us to a board edge, and we still abuse the hell out of it. And- You know, you can get it so that you have 1,200 points of your army off the table and say you run into a zine, say you run into a KO, all you have on the table is chaff that you don't care that's going to die. They're not hitting your hard hammer pieces. They're not hitting the things that are going to wipe them off the table. You're in control. It's great. I used to um, I used to play
0: an army that was very similar to this. Um, so in legions of Nagash, the there's a uh, a legion that most people kind of look over, which is the Legion of Night, which is Manfred's list, and it has a very similar mechanic where it allows you to have three units off the side of the board and. Mm-hmm. Being able to, and I, and I remember, you know, people would see my list. and It would have a terrorgeist. It would have a vampire lord on zombie dragon. It would have yeah. more ghasts, It would have, you know, Manfred. It had all these. There was it was a very combat, big hitting kind of army, and mm-hmm. I'd always deploy them right at the end, so yeah. my opponent never knew where it was going. So it was very hard for them to kind of counter my deployment. And then at the very end, either I'd put the terrorgeist. Um, on the board because people would kind of attempt to screen and they would kind of backfield and stretching yep. their lines out and that was never the plan or if i see that they kind of um you know they've left some big holes i put them to the side so mm-hmm. from a psychological point of view as well uh it really does allow you to manipulate the board and influence your opponent who may not deploy this way yeah Oh, it's like they, they're shit scared of that Star Drake coming at you and yep. coming from the side.
1: That's another oh, thing God. that
0: kind of shooting attack. You know what I mean? Yep. Like,
1: Yep. And um, so the Reign of Stars and that, those are abilities. But you can the- take um, the, uh, the Drake Sworn Templar for the Star Drake variant. That can have a bow, and that also gives you plus one to hit on your Drake cap. That's the Fulminators, the Concussors, the Desolator meta that Joel McGrath end up talking about in all his videos. That's this. So now... You know, you're deep striking them, they shoot and they move again. You're up in people's faces in ways that's they didn't even imagine. So, one in every
0: two. So, basically, you've got to put a unit on the board yeah. uh, for a unit to be deep strike. Shadow Warriors are not going to count because they don't start on the board. Um, so, that's a secret. That's a trap that I've seen some people build that like four units of, of Shadow Warriors. And then they go, cool, I'm going to put the rest of the stuff on the board on the side. And I'm like, no. The mm-hmm. shadow warriors don't
1: count, but, no. I but do, otherwise, I to do that to me in a tournament. Yeah,
0: but basically, uh, got to put a unit down, and there is some secret source as well. Um, I know things like uh, tree revs, for example, are a nice little, yeah. nice little secret source of getting around that.
1: Hundred um, percent. Them and the little pan flute floating around the board, teleporting everywhere. You know, again, you have so many movement options to go and trap people into this. It, it it's just so tasty.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a player locally to me, Ken um, Ken Satler. He's absolute mm-hmm. machine, and he's been sending me some really crazy list texts when it comes to this particular mm-hmm. book. Um, so nice, nice. Maybe, maybe link it all up. Uh, oh, the other pretty. two ones, the other two things we could think about is the attunement uh, to nature. So at the start of the hero phase, you heal one wound allocated to each friendly living city unit.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's uh, again, it's between that and uh there's also a spell we'll go over later for healing you know you're almost always gonna be fighting in a top bracket for your monsters if you uh, take like kurnoth hunters you take dearthu you take fulminators you take concussors you know things that are these big chunky units that have four or five wounds on them per model you know you're loving life it's not going to bring a model back from the dead but if you're going through more of an elite build that's going to get in your face and wants to be in combat constantly in your hero phase, you're healing that wound and you are going to feel so great about it every time. And also, for a little quick thing too, with like uh, Seraphon, with their, they have a, a comments Call spell that can affect multiple units anywhere on the board for D3 Mortal Wounds. This, natural counter to it. Because, you know, you're going to get one or two wounds you're not going to be bracket You're going to heal that one up. And it just helps so much.
0: One of the other things as well, right, is, you know, uh, there's a player in our discord dreamer who uh, we've been watching a lot playing yeah. with the, the the new version of the croak NATO, uh, oh, which God. is really tasty. And, you know, a croak NATO is often going to sit as, as far back as possible, you know, reigning magical supremacy uh, and being hard to get to. It's probably going to take you for most armies two to three turns to get even remotely close to that, that croak, um, yeah. let alone if the skinks kind of flood the board and stop you from getting to croak while he kind of just rains terror on the board.
1: <laughs> yeah. However, this
0: allows you to get close with your shooting range um, mm-hmm. to take out those those synergistic buff pieces or those those people of, of causing mass terror um, from the back as well. So, you know, if you've got an army, that's going to be like a defensive castle and kind of just yeah. blocks you off from the juicy stuff, a.k.a. a hollow heart. Um, this is going to allow you to break that apart, so um, yep. which is cool as well. And yeah, I think really good point. If you're taking uh, single unit, uh, so single wound units, you know, Phoenix Guide for example, it's not yeah. going to bring a model back. So it's not like Emerald Life Swarm, but it will heal your monsters. It will heal your your chariot. It will heal your multi uh, multi wound units. Oh yeah. Uh, And the final thing um, you get is your command ability, which is uh, strike, then melt away. So you can use this command ability at the end of your shooting phase. Uh, If you do so, pick one friendly living cities uh, unit that has shot in that phase, is more than nine inches from the enemy and is wholly within 18 of a friendly living city hero. That unit can make a move, it can't run, the unit can, uh, cannot benefit from this command ability more than once per phase. So break that down It's a little bit kind of tricky, but what does it essentially mean?
1: So let me tell you the biggest, most important thing of this, for a command ability to be triggered by a hero within – only within 18 inches, 18, a foot and a half. That is such a huge range to be able to trigger this. And so the beauty of this is, say you pop in a unit that can shoot and go on, like – yeah, let's, let's take a Dreadlord on Black Dragon. No one ever talks about him. You give him that hand crossbow, right? Don't, don't tell him
0: my secrets about the black dragon, the Dreadlord on Black Dragon.
1: Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> Keep going. All, right all right. All right. You're scaring <laughs> me here. All right. But yeah, let's say we get a nice hero that has the shooting attack. Let's see the Star Trek with the bow. How about that? Is that the secret topic? Uh, He comes in off the table edge. He shoots. He moves. And that is a flying move. He can fly over the screen if it's positioned right. Because you have to come in outside of 9 inches anyway for deep striking. You're legal. And, again, it's a little bit of, um, you know, you have to have that outside of 9 inches to go so you can't be in combat and shoot and move and go. But... Say there's a unit that is currently stuck in combat. They shoot themselves three, and now there is no enemy unit within nine inches of them. Spend that command point. They're hauling. Let's say you've got a unit that has a high movement. Again, let's take some Stormcast Calved. Pick your flavor with a 12-inch shot. They go at their max range. 10 inches it is usually. You just need one model to shoot. Pop the guy 12 inches away. Let's say you get some Mortal Wounds. Even if you miss a shot, you spend the command point, that's 20 inches up the board. Let's say your opponent, like Dreamer did, puts down cogs. I got 24 inches around the screen and into some juicy dots This list works. That that's it, it. Really that's really a really good call.
0: Pause for a second. That's yep. awesome. So, if you're thinking about that movement shenanigans and you're like, right, how do I maximize that sideboarding?
1: Mm-hmm. Rocco just
0: made a really good point. Cogs would give you that plus two the move as well. So, all of a sudden, uh, you're getting deep into the backfield of an opponent. So that's
1: really good call. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I, I didn't want to miss it just in case some
0: people like just didn't click. and am like, no, that's, that's no. good. That's good stuff.
1: Chronomatic. Co- I didn't even bring them myself. The other guy did. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then once you've kind of used it, you could always slow down time and then um, you yep. know, cast an extra spell. But, um,
1: yeah. And the plus two to charge with cogs too. So then you're getting basically six inches of movement out of it. You know, for a 50-point command point that you bought already. Four, four
0: point, four point. You get plus two to move, then plus two yep. to
1: the chart. Yeah. But so. you move twice. Not, uh, if, not if you deep strike.
0: Not if you deep strike.
1: Not if I deep strike, but, again, I wouldn't be moving the first time if I deep strike. Say I'm already on the board. Again, I get the plus two, so I move 10, shoot. Well, it would be move 12, shoot, move 12 again, and then the charge comes in, and you're, you're flying. Yeah, so
0: being able to fly would be pretty cool. So you know, you're thinking about things like you know, being able to fly, so maybe a gyrocopter uh, as oh, an yeah. example. Um the, know, so, yep, the gyro bombers. Um, you know, mm-hmm. th- there are so many things that you know that can shoot and fly. Yeah. Um, you know, something that might be worthwhile in investigating is something that I used to run in the very early days of Age of Sigma under the mm-hmm. old Firestorm, which is now Cities of Sigma. Um, yep. I would run prosecutors, you know, the flying storm cast with the double yep. hammer and they have yep. a 3d6 charge because they can charge 18 inches. Yep. Um, and they were like 90 points, you know, and the javelin if you threw it um, more than nine inches did two damage or it was mortal mm-hmm. wounds. I can't remember what, exactly what it did, but yeah. um, it a hurts. 3d6 charge from the side, you can always guarantee that is not going to fail. Um,
1: yep.
0: And then I got
1: Oh, mm, we get spicy. And here's another one, too. So the Shadow Warriors, right? And they set up outside nine. They shoot. You move them in. You drop in a squad of ten Shadow Warriors on a lightly contested objective. They shoot the guys off. You don't have to worry about making a charge to get there. They just walk onto it, and they score. Great. And and that's been always
0: one of my frustrations with the Shadow Warriors is that, um, you know, you often go for like a, you know, know, I played a game yesterday with a gentleman by the name of Buckets who, um, you know, he had a general, which was a sorceress. On an objective so i put the shadow warriors in the back shot yeah. her off but then yeah. the problem was is that uh, i couldn't move and claim the objective and mm-hmm. if i got double turn there was a good chance those shadow warriors were going to die um but yeah. being able to be able to at least kind of move on to the objective and they're not bad in combat as well um uh, no. you get real value for money if you're able to shoot uh move forward and then do some combat stuff
1: yep 100%. I did that in a game of um, Battle for the Pass, actually, where I was able to drop down, shoot a guy, actually retreated my general out just to make sure I could get in range, just to have all the models. And because it was a flying general, he was able to go over the screen unit that was that would have stopped anybody else, to go near the Shadow Warriors. They walked right on, scored me four points. Amazing unit, amazing use of the command ability.
0: Yeah, and look, there's, you know, I'll call out Dylan in the chat here. Uh, and there's some great chat here, by the way, guys. Thank you so much for all the good stuff. You know, Jared's talking about things like steam tanks. Yes. <laughs> That's oh, my incredible. God, steam tanks. That's steam so cool. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Stuart's talking about, you know, gyrocopters. Uh, Dylan's talking about, you know, things like Tree Lords, uh D- uh, Drycha, uh Drakos. Oh, uh, you know, dry-tank. like, you know, Van- uh, uh, Vanguard. Like, there's so many cool stuff that you can... Yeah, when you apply that methodology in the Stormcast book, or in the Silver Death book, and mm-hmm. the Cities book, you can really start to see how you can really take advantage of the movement shenanigans, and then yep. being able to get into combat into usually juice the you know the juicy backfield or you know collapse the flank, all mm-hmm. while the rest of your army is moving up the board. Oh yeah. Or you wall, can, that wall of phoenix guard, that uh, those iron yep. drakes, those um, you know those whatever you're bringing, right? Like your shield oh, yeah. guard or your you know your hammers.
1: Yep. And also the um, because the ambush counts as a setup. So if you have something where they get double the attacks, shoot away, man. That you know it's gonna be a pile of the rubble when you're done.
0: So what does that, that's a really good example, right? Because that, yep. and there are other things that, um, that reward you. If you don't move, you get yep. X. So like yep. the first thing that comes to my mind is things like handgunners where, you know, handgunners are going to get pluses to their hits,
1: um, yep. if they don't move. Yep. Um, we'll you know, the crossbow- crossbow- and double tap. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they do. It's great. With 24 inch range. One of the cool things you can do too, is you've got, uh, cause you, with, all of the uh, the ranges and stuff you can get, you can layer them so you can shoot the handgunners and then the crossbows behind it. And depending on how much table edge you have, you could have a, a, one of the calves. Yeah, I love this Fulminators. So you can go have the Dracov shoot first, right? So a shot, they can move later. Then you lay into them with the handgunners. Then you lay into them with the crossbows. That screen is gone, you know? It's just things odd. like, um, cause, cause other armies, other armies
0: out there, not cities armies, but armies in general are trying to get this type of ability with things like the, the soul screen bridge and yep. they're paying a, a good 80 points to be able to pick up a unit, teleport them. And mm-hmm. then cause that, cause that, that counts as a, it doesn't count as a, a move and it counts as a setup, they yep. get their benefit. Right. But yep. things like your iron drakes, things like your sisters of the watch, yes. um, You know, your handgunners, your crossbowmen, they're all things that benefit from not moving. So Mm -hmm. this is a perfect thing to put on the side, setting them up and Mm -hmm. getting a benefit uh, because you're not moving.
1: Yep. And with 80 points, you know, 10 more to that, and you have another unit in cities, you know? Exactly. Great. 100 points for handgunners. You're right there, man. You're close enough. More shots.
0: As, as, you know, I, I'm scared, scared out of my pants thinking about something like Drycha, though. Um, oh my! Because yeah, she, she is independent. She yes, is a strong, is. independent woman. She needs no man. Yep. She just gets uh, in there, wrecks yep. face, lets off the of buys, mm-hmm. get into combat, wrecks face yep. as well. So she, yeah, she doesn't need stacking. She doesn't need any mm-hmm. anyone to support her. No. Um, she's just an absolute missile from the side of the board.
1: Yep. And then, you you know, she takes some damage. You heal the woman. Oh, my God. She's up. She's doing great. You know, she, um, you have a wizard nearby to heal her up, too. That's a lot of stuff someone's going to have to go and throw at her. And, you know, people are like, oh, she, you know, she's a few hundred points. But, you know, you're going to have to put five, six hundred points in to match her. And you're already at that disadvantage. And you already lost stuff because she gets to attack first because yeah. she came off the board to shoot you and then get into combat, you're already lost that fight just by putting more stuff into it. Yeah.
0: But I think, you know, I hope the people on chat, as well Mm -hmm. as the people who are watching this later, start now thinking about their army, their units, their right. How can I really take advantage of this? What can I do that has a shooting profile that often I kind of don't think about because it's a combat beat stick?
1: I got a good one. I got a good one. All right. right. Big Spawn Chariots, hear me out. They've got the shooting for the they got the shooting. They have impact hits when they go into you too in a big unit. You can get it's on a two-up, but then you get D3 impact hits, and they're good in combat. And no one's thinking Drake Spawn in any of this. No one's thinking Dark Elves in any of this. Old Dark Elves, whatever Darkling Covens now, whatever your flavor is. I, yeah, I love Tears. wood elves. Scourge privateers, you can go in with them. Now their range, I believe, is nine inches, so it that won't work from the board edge but still if they're like holding an objective someone comes in close to threaten them they failed their charge it's your turn now or god forbid you got a double turn they can shoot themselves free and move up they can shoot and move up once it's dead and it's great you know it's yeah. there's so many things that this works with
0: all right. Well, I, I think we kind of like beat that nail down. Like people now know, you know, Gary Percival's in the yep. chat talking about, you know, the Star Drake with the, with the bow. So we kind yep. of talked about yep. that as well. So like uh-huh. there are so many things out there that have a uh, shooting. Mm-hmm. Att- if only the free good yep. general had a shooting attack as well. I That's,
1: know. Um, oh my God. Like
0: give, me a, give me a little scream or something, but we'll go you, Start you were very away. kind to, to, to send me through a couple of lists. Um, So Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, like, you know, we could keep talking about, you know, all the different kind of ways we can do this, but I thought there's probably no better way to then look at a list and kind of see how it all comes into practice. Obviously, this is not the list. Um, I hope I don't see everyone running this list. It's not like this big internet list, but this is just Rocco putting all the methodology into practice and then explaining how he got to that point and why it works. So, um, to take it away, we've got, uh, the living city, Uh, uh, the first thing we've got here is the General, which is the Free Guild General. You've got the command trait of the um, the Iron Oak Artisan with Lance and yeah. Shield and the Spear of the Hunt as an artifact. So talk me through through this piece and, and how this works.
1: I got one better for you. The name of the list, uh, I jokingly say, is My Misfit Toys. So what ends up happening is... When everyone's trying to net list and meta list with stuff, they're like, oh, this unit's shit. The points, the points went up. Oh, this it wound's on fours. This isn't a great optimal build out. And I'm like, you know what? I want to try something. I
0: so feel oh, this is a it.
1: personal attack, by the way. No, never. Yes, it is. It's a horrible thing. No. <laughs> Look, I, I, all I said
0: to you was that when the free deal general at this point in time is worth 320 points, and Horrible. the, the Frostheart Phoenix guard. So sorry, sorry, the Frostheart Phoenix with an anointed is 320 points.
1: Yep. It is very hard to
0: justify taking the, this general over
1: mm-hmm.
0: a Frostheart Phoenix with an anointed.
1: Yes. And I agree. That's, that's until, my defense. I agreed until one of my friends sold me one for 20 bucks. He wasn't using. It. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this work. Damn it. We're going to find a way. What city could I use? I'm like, oh, Living City. Let's see here. Iron Oak Artisan, add one to save rolls for attacks to target this general. In addition, add one to wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by this general. You know, he comes in with the lance, normally wounding on fours. Now it's a three. He So hold on, hold, 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 hold
0: on. Frickle yep. General has a base save of four. Yep. You put a shield on him, he's on, he's yep. on threes. Yep. You've now put on the uh, Oakinson, uh, the Iron Oak Artisan. Yep, it's a mouthful.
1: but. Two up, baby. Two up. He is a tank.
0: And he's a two up
1: up armor saved. Yep. stick. Oh my God. Spend the command point to give him plus one to hit on all his profiles and stuff, too. You're you're tearing people up. So what? The Lance usually hits on. I've got the worst roll here. Is it forced? Uh, No, the Lance normally hits. It's four attacks, threes to hit. Force the wound, minus one ren, two damage. So this pairs also with the spear of the hunt. The spear of the hunt, you pick one of the bearer's, ba- the bearer's melee weapons. We're picking the lance. Improve the rend characteristic of that weapon by one. In addition, the bear and their mouth fights at the start of the combat phase if they made a charge move in the same turn. So here's where this starts getting a little nutty and weird. When you charge, now your lance goes, because first it's neg one. Normally you get another extra rend when you charge. Spirit of the Hunt, it's a negative three rend damage weapon, damage two weapon. That when you spend the command point, you're hitting on twos, wounding on threes. This ends up being a more tech guard killer with all of this. As weird as that is to say out loud with a neg three rend weapon. That that normally doesn't happen in this game. Unless there's you're no, a there's not character. a lot of rend
0: free these days. There's not a lot of rend, no. rend three.
1: This is where we start. we're playing 40k right now i got ap3 we've got some plasma weapons shooting this guy is killing whatever he gets into and god forbid he gets into something that's like a normal battle line outside of bone reapers that has like maybe a five up save sometimes it's four it's right through the mortal wounds you're doing attacks. and let's say you pair it up with something that gives you re-rolling ones to hit twos re-rolling ones into threes two damage you know, just, just say it's eight damage, eight mortal wounds. You're just doing with that weapon, and then you get into the griffin itself. That's moving fifteen and flying. Yeah. And when you charge in, you get always straight. He's a baby terrorgeist. That's the, what griffin, the, griff
0: for, the griffin for me was always the thing that did the most amount of damage. The yeah. I always took I always took the uh, the grand hammer. I found it more okay. consistent.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, force, often for me, that's not consistent. Pardon. Worst the wound is not that consistent.
0: Uh, I think – I can't remember from memory why I took oh, it. Oh, no, the hammer is be better. It might have been the damage or it might have been – I can't remember why I took it. Oh, no, it was a sword. Sorry. I think I took the sword. doesn't matter. I'm looking at my models Actually, no, it doesn't matter. The point one okay. is that the Griffin did more damage. Um, yeah. You know, it's got the cool once per battle, um, hmm. the, the battle cry. But hmm. what I'm hearing just generally yep. is that the Otis Oak, Oak, Oak Iron Oak oh. Artisan – yeah, um, is going to give us plus one to our saved. Yes. It's going to going to give us a Spear of the hunt, which is uh, an allegiance based artifact that's yep. going to give us some more damage potential. This is not a malign sorcery, this is a, a living city's cool. artifact.
1: One of our three, and damn, it's a good one. So,
0: this could go on you know, the black dragon, it could go yeah. on to a steam tank, it could go oh, yeah. on to like whatever.
1: I'd be funny whatever on steam you... tank. Pardon, that'd be funny on a steam tank.
0: <laughs> Drive close, I
1: can hit him with my pointy stick. But, like, you know, there's a whole
0: range of things. So, like, you know, if I think yeah. about the methodology, you've got so this absolute powerful unit that mm-hmm. you've taken these two artifacts, in co- well, trait and artifact in combination.
1: Yep. And also, I want to say, because the Sigmaray Great Hammer on it, that's threes to hit, threes to wound, three attacks, Ren two, two damage naturally. Again, there's another Ren three. I just don't like, because when I roll dice, I tend to roll low. I need to find a way to mitigate that. So I'm getting D3 damage. I'd rather split the difference than just take the, sweet, the straight two personally. And also, it's a two-inch range. I think so that's
0: why I took it. I'm pretty sure from memory yep. I got sick of rolling ones on my D3 damage. So yep. I went for the, uh, the consistent
1: two. Yep. So now we get to these battle mages. So I want some redundancy with the Lore of Leaves, which is our, uh, our spell lore. We get three spells, Life Surge, casting value of a six, if successfully kexed, pick a friendly model within 18 inches, not holy, just within 18 inches of the caster that's visible to them, Heal d6 wound. We're bumping up a bracket. Uh, other options for this, which are great shoutouts, are Cage of Thorns, which is on a 7. You pick an enemy unit within 18, and you have their movement characteristic until your next hero phase, and the first time they move, they take d6 mortal wounds. Great spell, <sighs> lots of utility. For this list, I put it on the Knight canter. But I want redundancy on my battle mages to heal up my griffin or some of the later units that you'll end up seeing. And the third spell is um, Iron Oak Skin, which is also amazing, which is what it, it's so hard to choose with all these. But you cast that on a six and you pick a unit with an 18 again. Again, huge range in this city. And you subtract one for wound rolls that attack that unit. Think of it like the Phoenix, the Frost Phoenix Aura. Great spells. The battle mages are there. so. The first battle mage is actually from Azir. The reason why, I need a hero that's cheap and disposable to drop off, do all my deep striking shenanigans. And let's say, you know, my opponent takes first turn, they move out of the way, I deep strike in the bottom of one, I win the priority on turn two, I'm probably in range to do damage with chain lightning, lasting around, jumping from unit to unit. Also, it's a nice way to surgically insert a uh, an unbind, if it's a weird, funky deployment. So I don't have to worry about moving that. The second battle mage will actually usually be from Gur for me for that plus two to charge. I put that on my on my big general there. And with the his command ability, with that plus one to hit, he also gives himself plus one to charge. Mm-hmm. So we've got plus three on the griffin that I want in to murder everybody. And if he doesn't murder them, he's on a two up. You know, and I have the knight in canter there too. If I'm feeling fancy and free, maybe I just put a mystic shield on the guy, two up re-rolling ones. I've seen me do it. I've seen me do it great. He doesn't die.
0: So, so for anyone who doesn't know this, you, mm-hmm. when you choose a battle mage, there are eight different spells you choose from. You pick a realm yep. where it comes from. It, has, it doesn't have to necessarily be the realm that your army comes from. So it could be a hish battle, uh, battle mage or it could be a shyish battle mage. But... Yep um you know and there's some great stuff for you know fierce protection for the minus one you've got Mm -hmm. you know fireball from Akshi. you know there's a whole Mm -hmm. range of different things but i think what you've said one the cheap the cheap hero to uh, allow you to activate that command ability you've also got um uh, uh, a cheap unbind so should they not kill that um that armor that that leader you'd be able to potentially unbind at a closer range oh yeah Um, and there are some other heroes that actually do that better, but yep. uh, there's some, some nice synergy kind of coming about here.
1: Yeah. And there's also with that, if when I deep strike my stuff in and it gets hurt, I have Life Search there to heal them up. Yeah. So now the Knight Encanter, who I love to death, it's won me so many games. It's something that with it, it has different abilities on there. The first one that I love is the automatic unbind. You can automatically unbind a spell. Someone tries to cast protection in the gash with a bunch of pluses to cast. Or let's say it's a croak with plus four to cast for whatever reason. for a bailwind vortex. Nope. No, thank you. Not today. You don't get your floaty chair to be extra floaty. You're not teleporting when I shoot you in the Gash. You're dying right where you stand. You're dying on your feet like a man. You're going down. I get it's a once per game nope button. Love it. Also, the Knight Encantor is a bit of a beat stick. It has a a 3-up save, 3 attacks, 3s and 3s, D3 damage. But what I love, at the start of the combat phase, you can blow yourself up. You have Spirit Flasks. You pop all 3 into a unit of 10 or more models. That is D3 damage per Flask. And because you, the Knight Encanter, are a unit of 1 model, you take 1 Mortal Wound yourself. I lined up a Knight Encantor to pop 3 units of 10 Dryads and finish the last two wounds off of Kurnoff Hunter. And then I finished the last Dryads with my two-inch reach attacks from the staff, wiped them all, finished the Dryads off in battle shock. This Knight Encander can put in work. Also, it allows me to go in and use the Everblaze Comet from the Stormcast, Top that down. That'll be at the bottom of the list, but just to get into it since the encanters here, if I, for some reason, know I'm going first, which it happens it's a lot of units in this we're not going for the battalion which is a good battalion but still i know i'm going first the encounter's back i that comet has like a 36 inch range i just say outside of 30 drop it it's a very very cheap spell to cast and then i'll just run the encounter up to be my note button you know they need cogs to go off on an ad army you ain't getting cogs but you are taking my comet to the face and the Comet is also minus one to casting for them too. So you know what? Maybe they burn a cast trying to unbind the Comet. And then I burn another one of their cast with the note button. Great, great. Love the Knight Encantor. And what's really cool
0: as well is you have the ability to, uh, unlike my armies, um, you have the ability to heal that Knight Encantor back up. So yep. if the Knight Encantor, you know, at the start, it's been charged, it drops yeah. the 3d6 flasks, uh, the 3d6 yep. damage flasks, um, mm-hmm. And you're like crap. Um, you know now but I've got all- this hero running around with one wound or two wounds. You know yeah. you can actually bring that back up to full strength. And while you can't use the, um, the, the flasks again, yep.
1: once you've per still game.
0: got a hero that's yep. all three up. Yeah, he's a wizard. That and may not still have its automatic unbind once per game. Yeah, um, it's it's a very tasty uh, unit, and you're oh, getting yeah. even more value than probably I would.
1: Yep. And even funnier, too, because they were handing them out at every games workshop, too, with a little magazine starter kit. Everybody's got one. You know, eight bucks, get the magazine that has the basic rules. You can get a night and candy. Like, yeah. yes. It's eight bucks American. I think it's like 54 Australian. We'll talk about that later.
0: I mean, I picked mine up for 12 bucks. So uh, oh, well, in, in they, the grand yeah. scheme of uh, Australia to America conversion, that was pretty wow. good at the time. But, oh, yeah. you know, economy. Yep. Um so you've got a knight in encantor and you've kind of now starting to look at your units. And I can yep. see there is a lot of uh, you know, MSU or multiple small units. You've got 10 yep. Free girl Crossbowmen, 10 Free Guild Handgunners, 10 Free Guild Handgunners, uh, 10 Phoenix Guard, 10 mm-hmm. Shadow Warriors, 10 Phoenix Guard, four formulators. We'll go to the top first. We'll yep. talk a bit about the crossbowmen.
1: So the crossbowmen, I need battle line in this list. My damage is not supposed to come from my battle line. I'm, I'm using the Phoenix Guard a little funky in this. My damage is is Big Bird, the Griffin, and the Fulminators. I need cheap battle line that can still affect the battle from far away while holding objectives for me. free gold crossbowmen with a 24-inch shot. They can double tap if they don't move, and they still have 10 or more models. I'm probably deep-striking them to help clear off the screen. I could deep-strike um, the... The crossbows, the handgunners, the fulminators, and because this should be 11 drops that I sent you in this list. I have different drops and different things. But um, I'd be able to deep strike shooting, the fulminators, a hero to make them all run up and do whatever. I can clear chaff as well. You know, 20 shots, fours and threes, enough for getting through. The leader, he's like a sniper. He hits on threes. He'll get two shots with it. We're loving life. Handgunners, who actually has the sniper rifle with the 30-inch range. In that 16 inches of the handgunners you can layer it so the handgunners are in front crossbows are behind them handgunners if they get charged they get to overwatch as well protecting everything it is just you make your so own just, just,
0: just a pause yep. for a second overwatch is referring to uh if an if an enemy ends its charge within three inches of the handgunner they yep. get to shoot before combat commences so yes um, sir so it's it's a pretty cool little ability um mm-hmm. i use it at times behind let's say a unit of phoenix guard so if i have yeah. like uh a of phoenix guard and then uh, as an example like a row yeah, of phoenix guard then maybe an inch behind them is the is the handgunners yeah so that when the enemy uh ends within an inch or within three inches because yeah, you've three. got it you've well, oh you, you, you it's three inches but you need to factor in, like, you don't want the handgunners to be hitting combat, so I kind of keep them at least one inch out of yeah. the phoenix guard so that the opponent, when they pile in, can't hit over the, over the top. Yep. But as long as I've got an inch, you know, uh, and I can cap that three inches, kind of that bubble, um, yep. they can get a free round of shooting, um, yep. which is pretty tasty.
1: Um, which is still great, and that is a great way to play handgunners. I promote that because there, there are games where I do just that. slightly differently yeah
0: in this is completely different in in, in living cities a whole different place that's that's, that's such a waste
1: no because what i'm doing i'm plopping down the handgunners crossbows behind them those fulminators so those fulminators i'm jumping a little bit down there so they've got uh 12 inch range on their shooting uh four up d3 damage mortal wounds that's great once they shoot they move again when they charge, it's three damage for the riders on a lance, 12 attacks, threes, and threes. And there's ways to buff with re-rolling or add one to hit in different lists, and there's different units. Those things, I've, with hopping out of deep strike, with the crossbows, a unit of handgunners and my fulminators, I wiped out a unit of iron guts. And it was just that. I broke the guy's back on the first turn. You know, it was an ogre, He moved his uh, gluttons up the board. It was knife to the heart. He wanted iron guts back to try to defend his objective. Cleared them out. Easy game, easy life. And I think
0: I think the key that I, I really want people to take away here oh, is that um, Rocco, correct me if I'm wrong. You hmm. could have easily combined that unit of handgunners into one larger unit. You could have yeah. either dropped the crossbowmen and made that a big block of thirty, um, yeah. or even could have done you know twenty. Um, oh, and yeah. you do get some benefits if you go twenty. But yeah. A couple of things to call out is the fact that you've gone mostly multiple small units, because although you're increasing your drops, that's also increasing the amount of units that can deep strike from the side because one in every two can be deep striked.
1: 100%. Remember,
0: the Shadow Warriors don't count.
1: Yep. So let's say there's 11 units in the list. That means I have to put five on the table. Five can go in the trees. And even better, the reason why I like multiple small units with this is If I need to do, like, if I'm playing someone that can also deep strike, the handgunners can be my, can be screens for me. You know, you can't tag them all and kill them all at once. They're wearing t-shirts. They have a six up save. If one dies, you know, I'm hurting. But, you know, if it's a 30 man, you that's 300 points that that are wearing t-shirts and this, you got to cut through three individual units. On top of that, for each multiple small unit of handgunners, they get a sniper rifle that gets two damage on the shot and ignores lookout, sir. Yeah.
0: That, that, awesome. that, that ignoring lookout, sir, is great. So that's that minus Huge. one to hit a character if it's within uh, range of a, a unit. Yep. So all of a sudden, you can either do two damage um, or you can really start snipering, again, those yep. heroes that are sitting behind a unit. Yep. Uh, and it's got like a 30-inch range as well. So, yeah. You know, I get you're two got, of
1: those shots. It's great. And also there's another reason, a third reason, big reason. I need I I need battle line. because um, the rest of my stuff isn't battle line. So I need the three units. And I'm like, what is cheap enough and has a long enough range that I can use and have enough synergies with if they have to stand on their own and be self-sufficient? So like let's say, you know, I come in at the bottom of a turn and I don't win priority. You're charging my handgunners that get to that get to stand and shoot. They can, they can ping off three, four guys with that between the two of them, at least, if not more. And, you know, you gave me a second shooting phase. Thank you so much. I, I take the double turn. I just delay when you give me the extra free shooting phase. And there's my three battle line. Nice, easy. They're the humans that you love. They've got the range that I love. And the handgunners can be defensive enough on their own that some people even think it's a waste. It's 10 models, 100 points. I want to go after other stuff which is where we come in with the other stuff I've got two units of Phoenix Guard in 10 blocks I do not have an anointed here to make them immune to battle shock so a Phoenix Guard unit on its own is Bravery 7 with 7, a seven. Yeah. with a banner because Cities of Sigmar allegiance banners give everybody plus one bravery on Bravery 8 it, they're survivable enough now, some games you're going to roll bad on the 4-up feel no pain. It's a 4-up save with the 4-up feel no pain. Two attacks each, threes and threes, rend one, one damage, two-inch range on their halberds. Leader gets an extra attack. Drummer, you know, gives him plus one to run and charge. Great unit in a small thing because that's 21 attacks. That is 21 attacks, threes and threes with a rend. I... But really, they're survivable. Again, it's my weight of this list. It's, it's my deep strike. It's I'm shooting away your chaff. I'm charging in these fulminators. I'm hitting you with the griffin at the same time. The griffin gets to go first. Fulminators go in after. I'm melting people. I have my damage. I need a unit that can stand there and take a hit. Could I have 20 free guild sword and board? Yeah. Are they going to die to magic and shooting really fast because they don't have a feel no pain? Yeah. And with 10 of them, it's it's a big enough unit compared to like, say a five man storm cast unit of like literally. And,
0: and that's probably a really good call out as well is that mm-hmm. um, you can't put all of your points into your hammer. So for the concept, yeah. you know, for some people they may not know this, you've got these concepts called hammer and anvil. You know, your hammer is definitely, you know, the coming the thing is gonna come down do a whole bunch of damage, you know, essentially the attack. And then you've yeah. kind of got your anvil, which is gonna absorb as much damage as possible and if you're going to put all of your great stuff all the big heroes you know you put a star drake you put dry you put uh there's so many things you put into deep strike oh god yeah now you don't have any points to retain or claim objectives yeah, because you're coming from the side of the board you're it's going to take you probably another turn to get off the side of the board onto an objective so um that's a trap that you fall into if you put too many points in ambush so i like you know something that's going to be durable might be worth calling out as well the handgunners. uh there is another build so if you like that overwatch kind of you know shooting at the charge phase
1: yeah sisters
0: of the thorn watch
1: this is, watch, sisters of the watch
0: this yep. is the watch the um the, the ones on the on foot not the ones on the horse yeah. um or the the deer yeah. Um, yeah sorry they also have that rule so if you're more of an elf person as opposed to a human uh yeah. that rule is there as well um but i like yeah. that you know again you've got the the phoenix guard too also Mm-hmm. retain and
1: hold and absorb so there's a funny story with this i had a unit of 10 phoenix guard and a knight encanter fight Archeon in duality of death i had the objective with the Encanter the phoenix guard were there to support and try to screen out and he split his attacks because that's the best thing to do with more hammer didn't kill anybody and because i had the feel no pain or ups i was rolling hot that day and he had to waste two turns to kill a knight canter and then the phoenix guard instead of flying around with Archeon, who's 800 points of just crazy to go and murder me Well, i deep struck over a thousand points of my army to take out the other objective and i killed all his heroes in battle line on that side and i flapped up and, um i had in that version of the list i had a knight of zeros instead of the everblaze comet I flapped them up on the objective, I deep-struck everything else around, and then I used all these movement shenanigans to fly across the board. Easy, easy, man, when well, they're not expecting it. Because they're like, oh, it's living cities. This isn't the main thing. We're preparing for um, the magic hallowheart coming through. We're preparing for Tempestide. to just absorb that first turn. With this, you are fighting through the whole game in every phase. And also, between the two units of handgunners at 20 shots, 40 sh- 40 shots when you include the crossbows double tapping. The Fulminators each get uh, a shot each that can do D3 damage. That is another hammer. Which is... And then, let's not forget the Shadow Warriors. that I could plop out 9 inches of anywhere, preferably inside cover, so they get plus 1 to hit and wound, so that now they're all hitting on 2s, wounding on 3s, minus 1 rend, 1 damage each. That's another 10 shots. You know? It's great. You've got all this shooting, and... Because you can't screen out shooting that well because I've got such ranges and I can show up from any able edge. You're doing good, man. You're doing good.
0: The chat's call That's some really good stuff as well as, you know, oh, the Phoenix Guard are a great uh, retinue. So being able yep. to, um, you know, pass mortal wounds, off, so wounds off yep. from your your general uh if they're right. you can't do be that on
1: foot. i can't do that yeah yeah
0: you can't be you know if you're taking a, a big monster hero you're not going to be able to pass off those mortal wounds yeah. but if you're going to take a free girl general on foot an anointed you know, nomad prince one of those smaller yep. type units, a great great little synergy there yep. um and you might want to put you know you might want to pull back and not be as aggressive as the Rocco's done with his free guild general on Griffin, you might want to pull back and have that free guild general, the anointed, the you know, whatever it might be. Um, And they're going to sit at the back and be a strong um, anvil while you've got various points going off being on your hammers. So Mm -hmm. I I love all your thinking and I'm loving how this is all kind of coming about and playing and you can start to see, well, I don't really like this, but I could do this. I like this concept and I'm going to apply this, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because you've got no dwarves here. No, so like you know, what does this look like if i was to apply dwarves you know oh, yeah. you could deep, deep striking with your iron drakes um yeah. for example um you know there's there's so many the things torpedo. you know
1: can... yeah the torpedo yeah, yeah. for the leader it's great and also if you wanted to go more wanderer heavy and say you swap out the eternal guard for phoenix guard or even if it's sisters of the watch at 160 points that's that you can plug in and play whatever you want with it. this is just the basic template but i'm that's what I'll say when I'm helping people make lists and come up with weird ideas. And again, this is, it's a very, it's an off meta play style. It's, it's me though, because I needed to build around. The whole point of this list was for Christmas last year from my sister-in-law. She bought me because she knew I played Stormcast. She didn't know that I got, I won the book. She bought me two boxes of Drakeoff Cav. And for me, that's, uh, that'd be, like, two models for, like, 60 bucks. So it's something I never would have thought of. I wasn't expecting that for Christmas at all. It was such a great gift. I'm like, how do I make these work? Because in a Stormcast Allegiance, they're a little bit looked down upon right now compared to, like, an Evocator on Dracolion. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. How can I make it so that these things are worth it? Well, my meta has a lot of shooting. As with the KO books coming out and Zinch coming out, a lot of shooting, a lot of magic. What can I do with it? Oh, Fulminators are a three-up save, re-rolling ones, and they get plus one to their save against shooting attacks. Wait a minute. Two-up re-rolling one save. They come out, and they're in cover. They're not a monster. They have a rend. It's still a two-up save at that point. You play your modifiers to you. They've got a 12-inch shooting attack. I was able to do in a game... I left, like, three skinks alive in the new Seraphon book. Um, I've moved all my fulminators, but one out of range. It has a 12-inch range, so they move their max 10 inches. Shot, killed the last couple skinks, got another move out of them. I'm going 20 inches up the board, and when fulminators charge, those lances, as I said before, they do three damage a pop. 12 attacks, threes and threes. It can kill iron guts. Sometimes it might whiff, depending if I'm rolling or not which is mostly the whip, but, you know, we'll get into that later. But I'm getting such a return on investment for my opportunity cost because I'm nine inches away. I shoot. I spend my command point. I have a three-inch charge. And the Drakos too, if I'm still in combat for whatever reason and didn't shoot my way out, you know what? They do D6 damage if you roll a six to wound with them for the mounts, and it's still nasty. And say they're stuck, and you know, the other guy's – He's going to try to shoot him out. Yeah, they don't have ren. Say it's a Savage Orc. Say it's dragfoot. You know, your Phoenix guy. You're like, oh, no, what do I do? I have a two-up rerolling one save on my damage unit. I have a two-up with a Mystic Shield rerolling one saves on my griffin. It's carnage. It's I'm a tank. I can go into them. If I don't kill them, I'll take my time. I'll get those wounds through eventually.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah.
1: Um... Uh, yeah,
0: it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, again, we talked about the different ways you can build this, right? You know, some of the things yeah. that I'm thinking about is, again, I might not own those particular Stormcast models, but, yeah. I, own, um,
1: but I own... Nobody does. Uh, does. Pardon? Nobody, nobody likes formulators. I'm the only person I mean, they, that- the... they, they
0: were really popular in early Age of Sigma. I remember some yeah. guys in my local community who, who mm. wrecked face on the tournament scene by having two units of formulators, or in, you know, two units of two, plus yeah. the Star Drake. That was just a crazy right. strong combination. Um, mm. But there were things like um, Demi-Griffs. They don't have the, they don't have the shooting attack, but they yeah. play a similar role. Um, yeah. They're probably not as synergistic. Um not you for know, our purposes
1: it. here, but they are really good. Demographs are great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, looking at some of these things that can deep strike that have shooting is going to be the key. Prosecutors yep. as well. I love them. I think they're really yep. good. They're not going to be as strong as the formulators. Uh, no. formulators. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm losing okay. my mouth. But, I call them my um, knights.
1: I'm also. they're 3D6 charge. Yes, yes, they are. And so there's also um, a funnier part with this too. I made this list for a narrative leak. It wasn't supposed to be nasty. It wasn't. It was people, you know, shit talk the Griffin. People shit talk the Fulminators. I'm like, oh, you know, it's whatever. I'll put whatever through. And then I won my first 10 games. And I'm like, oh, okay, we have legs here. And at the last tournament I went to, that was in person. I got third place with this. The only game I dropped was to his inch player. And there was a guy who took Heart And he's like, you didn't take the meta list of um, Heart. I'm like, nah. I didn't and he got fourth I knocked him off of a podium with this list you Now no one sees it coming because like you said when Age of Sigmar in the first edition was great but it, it's been a few years yeah and it's yeah. you know it's an off thing
0: of, uh, I keep talking about prosecutors because they have a smaller base Yeah, they're old school they are yeah. Age of Sigmar 1.0 this them is now too. worth g-
1: I own them too it's great
0: I've got two into them. three um uh <laughs> But it's, it's worth looking at the wall scrolls and the synergies. Um, mm-hmm. Just a couple of quick call-outs as well. Obviously, we talked
1: about the always Comet. You've got the command yeah. point for either your command ability or to yeah. reroll a charge, things like that. Yeah. Um, and with Catacross being around too, stealing them, because Bone Reapers are everywhere. I went to a tournament. There were five Bone Reaper players, and only 12 people came because it was our local one day. I'm like, oh, I played Bone Reapers twice. I was so happy I bought a command point because, my God, I wasn't doing anything else.
0: As um, as Reflex Dog Training has said, uh, yeah. fuck the no matter. Uh, you know, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't don't just pick Phoenix Garden things that are really popular. Uh, do look yeah. at all all the uh, all the different parts of the books that yeah. are available to you. Um, one other quick call that I just want to make before we wrap up this list, I might kind of breeze through one of your other lists, okay, and, I and I've got it. a couple of quick questions I want to ask you to kind of close out the show that I think will be really good. Um, all
1: right,
0: is another good thing you could possibly do is, you know, enter something like the Bailwind Vortex to uh, extend mm. the spell range of your healing spell, especially if yep. you know that a lot of your stuff's going to be Alpha Strike at the, fr- at the top uh, yeah. and you're not going to have the range. You know, mm-hmm. the Bailwind might be something that could help you there. Yep. Um, you've said the Chromatic Cogs is another example that add that plus two to movement, plus two to charge. Yep. That could be a nice synergy, again, to bring something from the side to guarantee <laughs> that that charge or get into the juiciest stuff that you want to, especially when oh, it yeah. flies, it can jump over screens.
1: And the other thing with the Comet, you have to be careful with it so you're not dropping it where you're going to Deep Strike into so you don't tag your own guys by accident. And uh, But with that 100 points, you could also do... I have another version of this where instead of the Comet, I run a Knight Azero, so I'm rerolling ones to hit. I pair him up with the Griffin or with the Fulminators, and it's just... Again, re rerolling ones or three's rerolling ones to hit. It's just that force multiplier it keeps going and going and going.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, again, shout-out to the chat here who's just absolutely off the charts. I'm seeing so many cool ideas that are coming out, and I think that's the beautiful thing is that the Cities of Sigma book is so deep and so rich. You can build a dwarf, a human, an elf, a combination, a Stormcast, a Sylvaneth. There is just so many different parts you can pull into this book that you can make this your own. And, you know, it's, again, but I think the, the concepts are that, you know, these are the things I want to take advantage of. Um, yes. I might quickly breeze through your second list. So I know yep. you've got another list here called Big yep. Bird and Friends. Oh, um, yeah. We've, we've kind of talked through the same kind of – we we understand the concepts about the movement. we you know, yep. we talked about hammering anvil. We've talked about multiple threats. We've talked mm-hmm. about some of the synergies that you've kind of brought into the picture. Um, yep. How does this list differ? How does Big Bird and Friends differ to the the first list, which was the uh, the – the uh,
1: the soup yeah yeah the soup and going about it so this is uh so my bird blue here this frost hard phoenix when you put an iron oak artisan on that for plus one say if you start at a three you cast a spell we're back to two up baby and then we got that four up feel no pain so you throw a luminarch in there for fun it's a two up save four up feel no pain six up feel no pain you're healing this bird you can put a mystic shield on it let's say you do what I did there and have a battle mage from Hish. So now the bird is minus one to be hit minus one to be wounded two up four up six up. That is such an anvil. Yes. The damage is not the same as the Griffin that I love to death. And, um, I named my, and I have the, uh, the old high elf on Griffin that I converted to to be one of my uh, favorite characters, uh, Beleg, uh, from the book that I love the children of her. In. But, um, you know what? For that amount of survivability with all the spells going, since, again, my local meta went from a just a straight shooting meta to here's Zinch, here's Seraphon, here's a NATO with another Slon and that, and they've got all these spells. I need something a little bit more survivable, so if I'm getting a 2-up and a 4-up, and if I'm feeling spicy with a Luminarch and a 6-up, it's great. It's a great pivot. I also have a Rune Lord too for that plus two to unbind because everyone seems to have a plus to cast now. So I need something to fight back. And that's my hero that I'm deep striking in. And he can also give himself a Feel No Pain as well. Uh, And then in this version, I have a Huracanum for plus one to hit because when you have the Fulminators, they are such a big base. You can easily, and they also have two inch range on their, um, their Storm Glaives. It's very easy to be able to proc that plus one to hit on them. And it's also two D three uh, two shot no three shots three, three shots three shots on a two up for D three damage. It's a tongue twister. And you're you're pumping out shooting with that as well. And now this is where we get to something crazy too, because we go down to the units. Because now I have I have Big Bird, my Phoenix Guard, our battle line, and they're immune to battle shock if they're protecting my bird. Yes, it is. I know I, they can't be a retinue because I have a big monster, but to have an unbreakable. Now it's going to be 41 attacks, because one for the for the captain. And you can spend a command point for them to be able to re-roll wound rolls if you need it. You're having a great time with them. They're a blender, they're a hammer, and an anvil. And they've got the four up upfield, no pain. Everyone's going to be scared of them. Um, and we've got crossbowmen and handgunners as well. The handgunner, I, I keep debating, I think I like handgunners better in the 20 block to deep strike with. Because then they're in range of the Huracanum, so now they're hitting on twos and threes instead of just threes and threes because they're 10 or more and didn't move. And it's 20 shots, twos and threes, neg one rend, a damage a pop, leader gets a sniper rifle for two damage. They're still clearing my screen. That's still there. The crossbowmen with their 24-inch range, they're what I'm putting on the table to be able to say, hey, if you move up, I'm taking pot shots at you. I'm still hitting you hard. I've got Shadow Warriors because Shadow Warriors are amazing. The Fulminators are there because, again, it can be basically a 500-point hammer that is got all the beautiful things we said about them already with a two-up, reeling, one-saves versus shooting, the damage, the mortal wounds. Mortal wounds also, because it's a shooting attack, get plus one to hit. So now it's a mortal wound on a three-up for D3 mortal wounds. So what, that's four. You can get seven D3 mortal wounds through with all that That's and, then you, and then you shoot them with the handgunners and then you can leave the handgunners back if you need to because now you're charging 20 handgunners they're going to get 20 shots and if the hurricanums in range that still ends up being threes and threes if not then it's fours and threes but you don't want to charge that and the handgunners can wrap around the hurricanum, to be able to protect it some things you might want to
0: consider as well is, you know, when I look at this list, it's really cool. Um, mm. uh, there's a whole bunch of things you could think about, right? Um, yep. Or maybe tweak. Uh, yeah. I might want to, instead of taking the Huracanum, take the Luminarch. Now, I know yep. you, Rocco, I did, right. uh, a massive advocate of the Luminarch, something yep. that um, when I first started Age of Sigma, I ran the Hurricanum for, for the first General's Handbook. I yep. then ran the Luminarch for two the, the, the two afterwards because the Huracanum yep. points. Went way too expensive, and the Luminarch was like really good value.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but the Luminarch is something that people have probably forgotten about or not talking about. I love it, but I know you've been running it quite well, and yeah. um, and seeing you run it reminds me why I ran it and mm. the damage that it just did. Uh, I oh know it changed slightly from the old version to the Caesar Sigma version, but yeah. I, th- I think this version and the way you use it. Mm-hmm. is better because one of the biggest issues that I have is that uh it's gonna likely kill my own dudes. Yeah, Because the way the laser beam works, I'm either gonna put it at the front of my army and uh, I'm just gonna leave it exposed or I'm gonna shoot my own dudes. But you yep. have a different way of doing it.
1: I do because I can come in off a table edge and deep strike it. I can I've lined up shots where I hit I hit um, a stink scar a stink okay a star priest a normal priest Um, a slon a unit and an astrolith bear all in one shot because it's a 30 inch range you can't screen out 30 inches deployment was a little funky i got a straight line right through the center of his army because he wanted to castle up because of how the objective and i just went to town blasting away doing d3 mortal wounds to everybody and then I got the double turn. I did it again. All those little cute little support heroes that are four or five wounds. They're all gone. The Astrolith Bearer, even with the six up, feel no pains dead. And, you know, it's, is it the perfect world scenario? Yes. Can I ensure the perfect world scenario because of how I can deep strike and have 30 inches of range in my shooting? Yes. There's, there's a really
0: good likelihood that on average you'll be able to hit at least three units. At, like you know, like you know, when, when, when lucky's on your side, you can probably p- hit five or six units, seven even. Yep. But yep. you know, you can probably on average do a whole bunch of mortal wounds, mm-hmm. um, to at least three units. And if yep. you can do that to a bunch of heroes, especially those five wound, six wound, four wound heroes, and oh, in yeah. two turns, pop them like they're hot, um, <laughs> that's, that's that's boom, you've lost all the synergies. There goes all your high queens, yep. there goes your little wizards, there's all your yep. dark sharks, there goes so many things that are kind of keeping your army up. Yep. Okay. And another thing that I would probably do or maybe mm-hmm. consider
1: yeah. is
0: something like Emerald Life Swarm as well, especially because mm-hmm. you've got such a like yeah. unit of Phoenix Guard to yeah. bring those models back. And because they're empowered by the realms, the cities of Sigmar ability, it yeah. means I'm bringing back D6 Phoenix Guard. I probably wouldn't do it in the first list because it's a unit of 10, but yeah. when I'm taking like- a unit of 20 or a unit of 30, oh, bringing yeah. back D6 from a predatory spell
1: mm-hmm. um, is a is, is good value for 50 points. 100%. Also, so uh, Bacillodons have a one-up on save, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, until they take damage. Yeah, what's a great way of getting rid of that? Mortal wounds. You know, you have Illuminar. I agree. Hurricane on them too, yep. You pop out, you shoot them, and it, you know, if they give you first turn and they try to be like, oh, I've got a basilidon on my far right, basilidon my, on my far left, but I can shoot in a straight line 30 inches and tag them both and start picking off armor. It's great, yeah. it's great.
0: Yeah, I love it, I love it. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think it's all, yeah, that's your, your list. So, yeah, you that's know, my you list. Change- A good list, you kind of get some triumph, but yeah, that's just one example. You know, I'm seeing um in the chat people talking about eternal guard as well, which is another great option for you know, not taking phoenix guard. Yep, if you don't want to spend that much on your um your bodies, you've got you know big blocks of um of uh of regular free guild guard, or maybe you want to go with great swords. Um, there are just so many different combinations that are available in this book. This is just kind Mm -hmm. of been a taste of but certainly. You, start, yep. you understand how the living city is kind of coming together and then you can make this your
1: own. 100%, it could be scratched by the tears. Again, if they're already in combat, they shoot, they killed all the guys they're with, they can move again. You know, there's so, so many up. ways.
0: So some rapid fire questions I want to kind of close out right. the show with. So, you know, bringing all your experience together. Yeah. Again, you know, this Straight is so on. much great stuff. So like, well, um, well, we you know, we even talked about, you know, Sylph you know, bringing your kernoff yep. Hunters. Um, yep. Sorry, we, we alluded to this. We didn't even talk about it. Oh, jeez, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, Are you thinking? What I'm thinking? B one.
1: Uh, the B. Uh, let's see.
0: Sorry, this is an Australian. I don't know if you guys okay. get this in America. There's an okay. Australian show called Bananas in Pajamas, and they talk oh, about like, um, hey, B one, B two. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, oh, we, uh, yeah I love that show. Growing steps, up, yeah, you go, you go. Steps, um, go. With your your tree revs, yeah. Um, and they've got an ability, so the tree revs come in a unit of five. Yeah, uh, five, you know, like five. points or something. They're they, you know so they're going to take up so one cheap. in every four. Yep. But the cool thing is, is that they start on the board, so they can count as one of your one of your drops on the board. But yep. their ability is they get to you know play a play a song like the pan flute, and yep. they're going to be able to teleport and and drop anywhere on the board outside of nine. Correct. So they can count as one of your units on the board. And yep. they can teleport as well. So you've got extra teleport shenanigans on top of your mm-hmm. Shadow Warriors, on top of what's coming on the side of the board through your yep.
1: allegiance. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's amazing. And there's always that, because once you once you ambush out, it's like, you you know, you blew your load, that's it, this is where I'm condensed to. They can start pulling their screens back and stuff. Now, here are the tree reps that can teleport anywhere. They still have to play scared. They still can't bring the full brunt of their army at you. And That's what's important with this. You get to pick the fight on your terms. You can bring... 1,200 points of your army at a deep strike, mess the dude up, and they still can't answer back with everything because there's some true revs that for like 80 points or whatever, it's not even 100, and teleport around and steal objectives. And you just lose that I, momentum. Reminds what
0: I used to do with my gloom Gits army. I mean, you know, this rule called Hand of Gawk, where I'd pick up a yeah. unit... I pick yep. up a unit of grots or I pick up a unit of snufflers, which are like 70 points, and then yep. literally drop them on the board. But I would do it late game. I would do it turn four or turn five. Yep. So just having like little 80 point investment on on the table, you keep yeah. them away from combat, but then yep. at the end of the game, when an army isn't exposed or you've done enough damage to collapse a flank, you yep. can teleport these this unit of um, tree revs onto mm-hmm. an objective while the rest of your army starts to claim other objectives. So yep. um there's other little things like that, you know, again, you know, we oh, talked about handgunners and you know, yep. sisters of the watch.
1: Like, her so with much. all their shoot all their shooting. Say you don't give her, give her the combat spites, so she shoots normally. Again, you don't have to kill anything, you just have to shoot. You move in with all your attacks. They're through with the with a six damage sword coming in. You're ensuring that charge. There's uh again, we said Alario with her big flyover and her flyby. We've um, covered, there's also the The normal tree lords, the tree lord ancients, there's there's so many, so many combinations you can do with this. Yeah, you know, like like we've been we've
0: we've been talking, um I've been talking in in my Discord. Um if you guys are interested, the links down below as well. But um uh, in the Discord we're talking about Sylphineath and talking about how, for example, um uh Dirthu uh from memory gets some additional attacks or some additional benefits if he's next to a Wildwood, an awakened Wildwood. So then the synergy goes well. If I'm bringing in Durthu, how yeah. do I get a Wildwood on the table? So then yeah. you start unlocking things like the Tree Lord, and then yeah. all of a sudden, um, you know, you've got this abs, or you know, you don't ever do that, and you just go straight to Drychar, um, yeah. Or you're bringing a on.
1: on, um, and and there's an artifact that gives every um, Sylvaneth into your next hero face plus one attack, the Wardroth Beetlehorn. So wow, you can, man, yeah, 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 it you can make that nasty. Have two, have two, have two One with
0: guy strike or one with that. If you take the battalion, yeah. and like, there's just some crazy, crazy combinations. Again, oh, yeah. this, this, this discussion is not going to. It's just the tip of the iceberg, but should oh, be yeah. enough for you to
1: start thinking about your army. Um, and the battalion's so, not that bad. I swear, guys, I'm not playing it right now, but it's okay. So it's a seven-inch charge from Deep Strike for Wild Riders. That's not bad. It's average dice. You get my, up my up issue with it. most of the
0: Caesar Sigma battalions is what it forces you to take. Uh, yeah, that's. I find them mostly restrictive. Um,
1: yeah. If it was Eternal Guard over um, Wildwood Rangers, I would take that in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, I feel the same. You know, with Tempest Eye, and there's a whole bunch of them. This is yeah. not the Tempest Eye show. This is the Living yeah. City show. Uh, it's yeah, alright. It it's, not, it's not crap, but oh, yeah. it's not. You don't have to take it. But again, yeah. you want the low drops. You want the extra command point, the extra artifact. Yep. So maybe yep. you do take it. Yeah. So maybe some rapid-fire questions to kind of close out the show. Rocco, all right, how does this army win their games?
1: This army wins their games by defeating their enemy in detail. So, we again, we ambush off. It's just like the Lord. You pop out, you shoot them a bunch, you surround them, you play the villain, you charge in, finish them off. There's half their army gone. You have all of your big fighting pieces safe because you charged in and got to fight first with your griffin or your phoenix, and then you got to hit with the fulminators. If they both charge the same big block of say sixty grats, it's probably going to be dead at the end. Especially with all the shooting and you shoot through screens, you move through them, you charge through them, and you use the te- you use the deep striking to your advantage to pick them apart at different places. And where you put your weight, you just go right into it. So you want
0: a couple of you want a couple of real hammers that can yep. really collapse that flank and create threats. Um, yep. Especially when I think about things that are that don't require synergy, um, yes. because you're not going to if you're going to deep strike, you're not going to get a hero phase, so Correct. you can't cast a spell on them. They can't yep. use a depending on when their command ability kind of comes into play, but yeah. you might not you might not get that. So, yep. um, so that's why the first thing I think about is something like Drychar, who is yep. just an absolute combat beat stick whose mm-hmm. base is actually not that big. It's actually yep. quite a generous base that you probably fit anywhere yep. on the board. Um, oh, yeah who's got that shooting attack, who's who's also good at combat. So yep. um, as much as I love Elariel, as much as I love the Star Drake, as much as I love yeah. some of these, yeah. they're
1: very hard points. to do.
0: And they're a lot of hard points.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, again, the Fulminators, they're they're self-sufficient because they charged. And, and they again. shoot. I think, I think the key to them I is they, they
0: shoot. shoot. Unlike yes. the Demis, unlike some of the other... Um, I mean, uh, charge couple. and get three damage think, with their Pokey Sticks. Like, I, went, I quickly had a quick look when you were talking about this. I wanted to see if yep. the, the kitty cats, the um, if they don't have a shooting attack. So while I really like the Dracolines, they oh, don't yeah. have the shooting attack, which means they don't get the, the command ability benefits. So... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, 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 that's why I like, just think this through. Think about things that are, that are good in combat but also have some shooting potential. Even yep. if it's rubbish potential, the point is it can shoot, not necessarily the damage.
1: Yep. If it can shoot, it can move twice. And again, that's the fulminators. They've got a 10-inch move, 12-inch shot. I move 10 inches inches away from something, they shoot, they move again. I'm across the board. They get a nice charge. You know, I could move, so 10, 20, plus 12, 32 inches all the way through if the max range charge got off. But you get my point. We're moving far. We're hauling. Yeah, love it. Next question. Hit me, hit me so what are the
0: things that are going to stop you from winning so what are the things that concern you the most when you look at it across the board at an opponent
1: so things that concern me the most is like let's say because this just happened to me um Death to the heart and it's like two big blocks of 40 skinks and they've got some other skinks they've got some talamanders but it's it's the numbers game i play living cities myself more as an elite army with some shooting and a lot of combat and God forbid the Fulminators don't kill what they get into contact with, then it's 500 points of my army. And if, you know, they're survivable at a three-up re-rolling one save, but if I put them into something more elite or if I whiff and they don't touch it and then they get hit back with something with rend, it can get a little bit dicey. And Or if it's like heavy magic and I threw all my weight in and, you you know, I took my shot and I miss and I've got 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 points of my army up there in magic range, I'm scared, which is where, like, a Luminar could come in. But even then, that's not going to probably get everybody. I probably – sometimes I might charge outside of the range of it if the Luminar takes damage. So, you know, it's – if I miss this – like, I'm swinging a big sledgehammer, but I have to call it a scalpel because if I miss my shot where I take it, I'm out of position. And you know
0: a, a couple of call-outs from the chat. One, Eduardo, had talked to. Uh, mm. I uh, butchered that one up, but he knows what I'm talking about. He called out a Petrofix elite being that I one concern. If you're if you're going to swing a big hammer or mm. a big scalpel, you're going to make sure yep. that it's sharp. So looking at making yes. sure maximum rent too, because mm-hmm. you will just hit a wall. And those yep. more tech guard on their three up, you're just going to oh, bounce yeah. off if you're not strong enough. So you are going to deep strike. Think about who you're going up against. Make sure you've got some yes. Rand minus two. Reflex Dog called that another really good point as well. Yeah. That you kind of had some challenges with. I know we had a muck around game yeah, um, on tabletop simulator that yep. I had a I had 140 Gloomspike crots on the table. And yep. uh, Reflex Dog is a big Skaven player, and he okay. talked about you know an un, you know an unending tide of rats. If you have lots and lots and lots of bodies on the board, the chief 25 mil bo- uh, bodies. Yep. it's going to make scre- uh, it's going to screen out the the places that you can come on the sixes which may not be optimal so
1: um oh 100% um, and so i have actually so i'm 3 and 2 against um obr and i'm 3 and 0 against Skaven, not to toot my own, own horn here but uh what tends to happen is with Skaven, i i do have Rend. And I do have my own shooting. So the point is, with uh, the deep striking of the shooting, I've got between 40 to 60 potential damage, depending on what build I do, to kill one unit of 40, let's say, Plague Monks, or Storm Vermin, or Clan Rats. And then I charge in, and the Fulminators, the Riders themselves can do, I believe it was like 36 damage if it all goes through. Yeah. And then the mounts go... So I've had games where I've wiped out 80 clan rats from one deep strike. or well, it was 40 Storm Vermin, 40 clan rats. And I've had games where I've left five Petrifex, um, Bone Reapers, Mortech uh, Mortec guard alive. You know, I'm at the mercy of my dice with this. And again, it's if the deep strike goes off, it's great. And there are buffing pieces to do it. But again, those can be expensive. And yeah. if it's so many, if it's down to objectives and I need bodies. And if I'm not careful because I have all my stuff off the board and they can just grab it right away, I'm at such a disadvantage. I think the point that I would want to make in here is mm-hmm.
0: uh, when I refer to the grots and the scaven is yep. that you will most likely not get where you want to deep strike. Yes. Where the most optimal time is, is yep. it, it won't always happen. So yep. what is your plan B? Um, my plan, B- plan may not necessarily be just because I can deep strike five units doesn't yeah. mean I will deep strike five units.
1: A hundred percent. And I think that's
0: the trap as well. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yep. Um So, so, so when you think about that, you might only want to deep strike one or two, or maybe oh, yeah. at least in your list design, you want some smaller bases as much as the larger bases. So Correct. just to consider.
1: So one, my plan B is like, let's say with Skaven, what I did, they dropped in, the uh, what's the things with the little brain rats on the back? Uh, or uh, oh, we call them storm friends because you make always okay. make friends with storm Fiends. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. with the big globe watchers and the the bazooka bit. So he, he had it was either a six or a nine pack of them. Drop it. He took first turn because again I'm like eleven or twelve drops depending on the list. Um and again look at the phoenix guard with them being an MSU. Yeah to commit to that. And he charged in, and he killed handgunners. And he had a home objective. It was blood and glory with the four objectives. And, you know, you did it. It was great. But my important stuff's in deep strike. So I went and took over my home objective. I thought I brought every I brought the fulminators down, shot and moved them. We charged in with all my shooting. We cleared them out. I got the double turn. I was able to move up, shoot, and move up again with the fulminators. And then concentrate my firepower in charging bone reapers it's a lot harder because those catapults can mess me up which you, you saw with liam doing it for me you know but again i lost 10 guys to like two rounds of catapult shooting because of the four up pants. no pain it still hurt and it still looked bad but i had enough of my army off the board so it gives me a fighting chance at least
0: yeah absolutely But you know i just want to call that the witness. uh oh. Just, yeah. just in case you know you're not thinking. Um, oh, yeah. the final question, like oh, you know, we're kind of coming to the end of the show. I need to wrap up. But the okay. final question I just wanted to kind of close the show out with before we kind of do like those, those special mentions and props is that mm. what what have you learned from playing the living city that might not be obvious to someone when they very first pick up the battle tome? If they've just watched this and gone, cool, this sounds yep. great. Like what what are those little things that you those what little one percenters? <sighs>
1: Hmm, all right. So the first thing again was that I keep harping on it is because no one thought it's, it, it's the army where you can take a unit from anywhere and make it good. Because as long as there's some shooting and then it can go into combat, like again, these fulminated. I got laughed at, and then I ended up, then the dude was freaking, oh, this list is bullshit cheese. I'm like, oh, you were laughing before though. You know, I was able to find units and homes for those units and those models that I love in my collection that get passed over a little bit to be able to put in here and give them new life. I was able to, again, um, the command ability was used with the double move. The spell lore is actually great. That Cage of Thorns spell, you know, it's, it's amazing to be able to have someone's movement and they take damage. Um, it's got some of the best healing with that once per turn thing. You know, people, oh, it's one wound. You know, it's something that I wish even the Phoenicium had. Where uh instead of having extra wounds on their phoenixes, they just automatically heal. You know, it this city's great for Phoenixes. This city, um it's uh, I mean, it's also it's like the off meta champion for me because no one's gonna see it coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think people talk about, you know, even in the chat, people talk about Hello Heart, they're talking Tempest Eye, yep. Hammer Hall. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, people, I, I've experienced a couple of games, both real life and tabletop sim of yep. Living City. And, you know, I had an elf ambush the other, you know, before we had lockdown. And it was yep. pretty brutal, man, just dropping <laughs> down, you know, these Nomad Princes and the Sisters of the Thorn, Sisters yep. of the Watch, Eternal yep. God, the yep. Shadow Warriors. It was just this oh, yeah, absolute right. assault from. That's all, your nightmare, all, too. You hate elves. Oh, but it was it was an assault from all all four sides of the board, um, yep. and it, you know when I'm trying to play an objective-based game, it was just really really tough to know where to go, and I was just being
1: stretched and. Um, and shout out the Nomad Prince too, because that command ability goes off in the shooting or combat phase, so that's twos and threes on the Sisters of the Watch, with sixes to wound are the mortal wounds. So yeah, you're getting a lot through.
0: Rocco, I do have to wrap up. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, my wife's kind of like, she got a conference call. She's like, please go to use your office. But um, this was incredible. Um, I, I've learned a lot and it was great to discuss the living cities and cities of Sigma with you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know that you are a published author. I have linked I down below in the, in the episode description where you can read about how he, dri- he almost died from a bat before yep. Corona made it cool.
1: That's yep. twice, twice.
0: Well, don't. All right. Well, it, it is a good read. I've enjoyed what I've read so far. But is yeah. there anything that you want to shout out? Any props? If you want to learn more about Rocco, I have also got his uh, Twitter handle in the oh. description below. So do make sure you give this guy a follow. He's. Uh,
1: Thank you. But Thank you. Yep. Shout uh, out. Okay. Shout out to the Basement Wargamers. They're the club I play out of, out of Gamers Heaven in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, shout out to actually the Delaware Warhammer scene. It's there's a lot of 40K, but AOS has been growing really well. So I'll play through that. Um, shout out the AOS Coach Discord as well, uh, because you end up meeting so many people. Uh, I'm on there too. And what I do is for my club and for the Discord, I actually teach people how to play Age of Sigmar and how to work through Tabletop Simulator. And we've got games going all the time. And it's a great place to meet people, hang out, and meet people from around the world. And then you get to do stuff like this. you know. It's great uh this, this has
0: been great it's been awesome um for anyone who's probably thinking themselves i want to talk about tempest eye or animal guard well the good right. news is i'm gonna do more of these so uh oh, do yeah. keep an eye out if you're gonna watch if you're watching this live thank you very much for hanging out with us yeah, uh, really. if you are watching this on replay uh know mm-hmm. that we are going to be doing a whole bunch more of these uh, yeah. both for, C- for Cities of Sigma but also uh, might have a couple of other ones we're going to explore in the future. Some of those unloved or untapped potential like we saw with Soblight uh, previously recorded. But Rocco, yeah. thank you very much. This has been really insightful. Um, if you Thanks guys want for to-
1: having me. Oh, my, Anthony, this is great. Thank you
0: God. so much, man. Uh, glad glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad the chat joined us with it. um Lots of cool stuff happening in the chat. Really appreciate you guys. Love, support. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Stay happy, stay healthy, and get back in there and roll lots of sixes. Who knows? Maybe I'll see you guys on Tabletop Sim in the near future.
1: Maybe. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: See you, folks.